Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. This episode is brought to you by Enjoy Paintball. Now, if you enjoy paintball, which I do, uh, and I know many of you guys do, uh, please head over to enjoypaintball.com and check out this awesome collaboration of just pictures and shirts and uh, design headbands and tees and hats, all kinds of stuff. Uh, This is a brand that I talked to Nico Hyde about from Houston Heat. Uh, He had started this up and the whole backing of it is about community, camaraderie, and creativity. It says it right on the website. And, And this is exactly kind of his mindset going into this whole thing and it's it's a great cause um he's doing it for the greater cause uh to push paintball and and to get paintball out there to get bigger they have all kinds of merchandise over there i'm sure you will find something that you enjoy um hence enjoy paintball but uh but yeah it's it's some great stuff it's a great cause it uh i had a great conversation with him on this particular episode and uh and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. They have they have T-shirts, they have headgear, they have uh, hoodies, sweatpants, drinkware, all kinds of stuff, and uh, stickers. You name it, they have it. Uh, and a big thing right now is they have an Alex Goldman puzzle, Players Edition puzzle going on, 250 pieces. And uh, right now, you could probably use <laughs> a puzzle because you're not playing paintball at the moment. So make sure you get out there and uh, head over to Enjoy Paintball and check it out oh also with that if you guys type in uh for promo code playing on you will get 15 percent off so thank you very much uh nico for doing that and um yeah make sure you guys check out the website it's awesome we are also brought to you by charm city paintball guys i've been working with mike for a long time and we are in collaboration on a headband at the moment if you have not seen it it's on my uh my social media it's on instagram and facebook and he has been whipping up all kinds of goodies uh while he's been in quarantine he has an awesome kind of grandma's couch a dark grandma's couch going on uh for headbands they look sweet he has a couple pictures of just a plethora of headbands that are just waiting um and he has one that's like a weave look he has all kinds of stuff and um he has a lot right now for sale so make sure you guys head over to his instagram or his facebook browse through and uh you can just pick out anything that's up there um he'll let you know whether or not it's available but he's always posting and stuff up there he's always making stuff and uh, the quality is just hands down uh amazing the stitching is great the fabrics that he picks out are great and uh and yeah like i said you guys make sure you check out my um my uh, my headbands that I'm working with Mike on. If you haven't seen them yet, they are on my Facebook and Instagram, and uh, and yeah, big shout out to Mike. He makes all kinds of stuff um, that goes on your melon. So make sure you cover it up with some awesome gear from uh, from Charm City Paintball. And we are also brought to you by Melavio, the CBD superstore. Their brand, your tr- well, it's more of uh, it's our brand, your trust. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is Melavio, but guys, if you are looking for something for uh, a pain remedy or something to calm your nerves, 
or something that is a little tasty, like some uh, little sweet tastiness, like honey. I enjoy honey so much. I take it straight. I'll just I'll dump it right out of the bottle into my mouth. Um, he has CBD honey uh, going on right now. Some uh, that also support veterans. Um, and he has animal treats. He has topicals. He has uh, flour. And no matter how you want to ingest uh, CBD, he has a way to do it. And uh, you guys really need to take a look at it. Do your research. He has all kinds of articles on there too that you can look at to really understand what CBD is and how it works and I really really enjoy it um, like if you guys heard me talk about it before I use a lot of topicals I use his salves uh, as well as uh, some of the flour that I smoke uh, to help ease my anxiety it has been helping out tremendously and and yeah it's just uh, it, it works really great and he has all kinds of my dog loves the treats and um, yeah, I, I enjoy every single product that I've had from his. I've, I've really enjoyed and have uh, seen some kind of benefit. So make sure you guys head over to uh, Melavio.com for, uh, for anything. He also has masks at the moment that are available. And he has a special going on, going on right now where medical personnel get one free mask. So uh, that is awesome. So make sure you head over there and support uh, the Melavio. Um, that's M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O. Dot com and if you type in the promo code capital TPOP you will get 15% off your entire order thank you to the sponsors um, so Nico Hyde it is finally a pleasure of mine to be able to sit down and chat with this young man uh, who has really made a name for himself on the Houston Heat not only on the Houston Heat squad but just in, in paintball in general he has been just a kind of absolute terror for uh, whoever he plays against. He is just consistent. He is a player who you can all around count on um, as far as capabilities and communication and uh, just skill set in general. But uh, but yeah, he's he's a threat on the field. He is uh, an awesome guy in person and with this uh, enjoy paintball. Uh, brand that he has going on he knows he's his head's in the right spot and uh, I was really fortunate to be able to uh, to sit down and have this conversation with him so I had a great time Nico I appreciate it and uh, and yeah here it is here is the podcast with Nico Hyde Will Rocks uh, you know Will Arroyo Mm-hmm. Right. He posted something not that long ago and he was talking about somebody who was born in 1900 and yeah. then he kind of listed like the span of somebody who lives to like 75 who was born in 1900 and all the shit that they went through and then we're you know we're saying that we're going through the worst shit and we don't think you know older people know what the hell's going on or what it's like or this and that like oh my god yeah. <laughs> talking yeah, about the depression I, and all this other shit definitely put it in a way different perspective than a lot of people especially my age or even for me like look at it it's mm-hmm. like most people like lived through both world wars and like oh, Great Depression and all that crap. So yeah, it's yeah. uh, and I think every generation has its you know its obvious flaws, but then also its its uh, perks, just in industry and advance and technology and but I I think that's just that's just time and human beings in general, right? I mean, we're always looking to innovate. We're always looking to 
and we can trace it right back to paintball. I mean, look at paintball. It's the, the same game, right? It's the same principles. You know, you try and shoot this person out and they're eliminated. And it's just the ways of doing it has become a lot more technologically advanced than what it has in the past. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I I enjoy. But now it is coming back to the mechanical thing. It's like this whole resurgence of kind of this basic primal game has come mm-hmm. back. Yeah, no, I think it's sweet. I played Bounds for the first time last year at ICC. <laughs> I was geeking out the whole time. That shit is lawless. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> it's insane. I'm I'm glad it's around though. I'm I'm hoping. I don't even. I think what was it? August last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be the first weekend of August. Okay. It's like when it's scheduled still. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully it still sticks around, and uh, we can all. There's so many walks of life too. That's the great thing about it. It's it feels like an old school tournament to me. Just not not because of the people who are there, but I think the amount maybe yeah, maybe the amount of people and then the the broad spectrum of people who are there makes yeah. it feel like that way. No, it's crazy like I I never lived at the time, but like I always heard or didn't play at the time, but like I always heard during like the original World Cups there were like week long things where people would camp in their campers at the event the whole time. And that's like, what I heard too. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds awesome. Like, cause I, I grew up playing scenarios and that's like basically what a scenario is. Like you camp at the field and you play for the whole weekend and like basically don't leave the field the whole time. Yeah. That was like so much fun. Like just built, it was like the purest definition of like what paintball community was like. Yeah. It's like, when camping out there, you're like cooking for random people that just like show up to your camp. They're like, "Hey, what, what's up? What are you guys doing?" It's like always making extra food. Always, I don't know, just meeting people you would like never meet otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that, that sounded like I, I can't imagine how crazy those events were. Like, oh, I know, right? Back then. Jeez. <laughs> well, I want to actually, I want to talk about enjoy. Um, but before we get into that, you had mentioned that you had started off and grew up in the scenario side. Yeah. How how did that come about? Because you don't hear very many people come up in in that certain genre of the game and then turn into a, a world-class professional competing athlete on a completely different side. Yeah. No, I um, – like the feel – like so – Long story short, like, the field that I ended up playing at, like, in my youth, like, as, like, the first field I ever played at, I ended up refing at it. It was a field called Paintball USA in Houston, Texas. It's it's now called TXR Paintball. Mm. But, like, their whole thing, they're, like, a scenario-driven recreational paintball field. Um, so, like, they didn't have an airball field. They had one hyperball field, but it was, like, no tournament players played there. It was all scenarios. They hosted two, like, 800 to 1,000 people scenario events, like, twice a year. Um, and so, like, that was the, the paintball environment that I kind of, like, came up in. I, I played pump, like, refed at this field when I was, like, 14 to probably about, like, 17. And basically, like, only played rec ball and scenarios. And then I eventually, like, started playing some local three-man stuff. But for years, like, I didn't even know about tournament paintball, really. Like, I played in the woods with a pump, and, like, that's what paintball was for me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely 
like looking back on it, um, definitely changed. Like I see a lot of people now, like when they first start playing paintball, it's like they've never even played rec ball. They never even play in the woods. Like they go straight to an airball field and play. Or like even in in Europe, a lot of things that I've seen, like particularly in Russia, it's like they people will start like doing drills and training before they ever even play a paintball game. And like for me, that like my my experience was so different than that. And what I what I valued about it was that it just like really really brought the communal side of paintball like out. There was like hardly any competitive nature to it. It was just like all people from like all walks of life, like all ages, just there to play as much paintball as they could for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I immediately was like introduced to in paintball. And so that that's something that like always stuck with me. Even when I started playing tournaments and things like that, it was like, I, I didn't care what team you were on or anything like that. Like it was always much more important to me to like meet the people that I was playing with and against. And so that definitely like shaped how I look at paintball now. Cause like, I, I mean, I'm obviously a competitive guy mm-hmm. because like, I compete at a really high level in paintball and stuff like that. But still for me, it's like, like the tournaments are cool and everything like that. Like don't want to take anything away from that, but I just really like like the team aspect of paintball. And I think it all kind of boils back down to that immediate camaraderie and communal aspect of paintball that I first experienced. Um, I think it's hard for those new players to like go straight to tournament paintball. Cause like, even for me, if I show up to a random field to play, like, and I want to play air ball, if I don't find like, or if I don't have five people to show up that day with me, like it's still hard for me to like mix in because there's all these local teams that are trying to play together and try to practice together. Sure. So if even for me, like I feel excluded in trying to get games in on an airball field, like imagine like a new player who's just like learning about paintball, trying to do that same thing. Like it's almost the barrier to entry on that is just like so far. Yeah. So I got really lucky with that. Um, definitely something I really appreciated about that field and kind of like that first intro to what paintball was for me definitely cultivated me to like want to stay in it, not just because of playing, but because of like the people aspect of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So something that, yeah, that's like what got me hooked really was like scenario paintball. It's, it's so not that it's strange. It's just, it's rare. I would want to say that you kind of hear that side. No, what, um, what kind of pushed you or made you want to maybe dip your toe a little bit into the, the tournament side you said, you you mentioned you started playing the three mans and getting into that. What, what was like, cause there's so many people that I feel play scenario and that's it. Like that's, that's their thing. Right. And then the same thing, obviously with the other side, but what would kind of intrigued you enough to, to kind of maybe dabble in that tournament side? Man, as crazy as it was, like, I can still remember it so clearly in my head. Like, so basically that field paintball USA, they ended up getting uh, some new owners came in and like tried to kind of revamp it and kind of give it like a different like vibe, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so they like cleared a whole patch of land and this team from Houston called like Houston Epic, which was like a MPPL 
I, I don't even know what division they played, but like started, they they bought an airball field and brought it out there, and it was like their private practice field. Oh. And I was like, when I when they when that all happened, I was working as a ref at that field, so like I like was part of the employees that like accepted the airball bunkers and like brought them out and set up the field for the first time, like blew it up. And then like, we weren't even allowed to practice or play on it. So like I sat there and like watched these tournament dudes like practice paintball. And they're just like, I I just like sat out there until it got dark, like watching them play and stuff like that. And because they were all pumped about getting a brand new field, they stayed out like as long as they could on that day and stuff. And so it was just like, sitting there and watching that and just like it was just like a whole new can of worms and paintball for me um so that was like the first time i really saw and like there's some other local guys that i kind of knew that were playing the three-man stuff and um so it was just like kind of a combo of that i guess like because the the three-man league that was in houston when i was starting was pretty big there'd be like 50 or 60 teams playing in it so it was like it was still really competitive. Um, so like obviously some of the guys that I just knew because like just through Houston paintball started to play it, and then those epic guys came out to my field and were practicing, and so that kind of like is kind of the two main things that like pulled me into the competitive side of it. Mm. Yeah, crazy. Well, it's 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 cool too. And I think it's pretty, it's entrancing kind of like you were talking about, you just stayed out there and watched them, but there's such a definitive line, um, of, and I guess it's a different definition on, on both sides, meaning, um, uh, what's the term I want to say, but just, uh, where they have this ability to the, the structure and the, um, uh, man i can't think of the term now i just had it on my but anyway it was it was kind of where they the the tightness of their play and they're not so kind of relaxed and like how you would scenario wise where it's you're kind of just kind of you know going going around and um but with the tournament side you have to be so tight with everything because you are you're playing so much closer one and two so much quicker with the gunfights and the moves and everything is just in these little windows that happen and it's 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 kind of like when you watch it it's like man it's it's very it's exciting to watch i mean for me yeah yeah and that was the thing they were like doing snap shooting drills so it was like what people people practice like do it like it was just like i'd never even th- really thought about like practicing paintball so like watching yeah. these guys do it is like just eye-opening i guess like yeah. Of what all the different aspects of paintball really can be. Um, but yeah, I just had like a really good, like when I, when I was working at that field, there was like all refs, my age, just like refing at this field that was a really big rec ball field that, you know, had like hundred plus rec ball players there every weekend. And then we'd have this huge events and stuff like that. And it was like all kids my age at the time who were working there. So it was just like, I got along with all those people really well and we all, I mean, we just like nerded out on paintball for that like whole time I was working there and playing there and stuff. So it was just like a combination of like all that kind of like brought me deeper and deeper into paintball without me really realizing it like as it was happening. Yeah. Crazy. So what, um, what was your, 
uh, your transition through the ranks like? Like how how did it start to happen, and did it become more obsessive once you started, you know, seeing your skill set build on the tournament side? Uh, well, so like, I played like a few events with like me and two buddies that were working at the field together, um, and then like later on in that year, this family um, came, and there there was like three three sons and all like all around my age and their dad was like super into paintball was like super supportive of them getting into paintball and so he he started a team um and it was like the two older brothers and one of their friends was on a team and then it was like me the youngest son and another kid that were on like their their youth team or whatever um and through that like that's really when like we we actually had like regular practices and he even brought like Gerald Garcia out to do a clinic for us. Oh really? Which was like the first pro player I ever met, which was super <laughs> cool. Um, and so like, that's really, and this, so they were, their name, their last name was the Jacksons, not to be confused with fuzz and, uh, John. Um, but so with those guys and that dad and those three sons bringing me in and like playing the local tournaments with them, that's really when it got started. And then there was going to be an MPPL Houston event and I lived in Houston. So like we, with, if, if we combined like the older brothers team and my team, like we were going to have a seven man team. And so we were going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that was going to be my first national event. I was super pumped on it. And then a hurricane came through and, they oh, yeah. and um, and around that time, like the oldest son was like kind of phasing out of paintball, getting into the college military thing. And, um, the younger son was kind of iffy on whether he was going to keep playing because of it all. Um, and so at that time is when I got roped into the VCK circle. Cause that like, while all this was happening, like I was playing digital paintball with all the VCK guys. But like I was competing against them like in the local tournaments. Mm-hmm. But we were all friends. Like we'd played video games together all night and crap like that. Yeah. Um so like after that event fell through, they were trying to get like a real that's when they were trying to make VCK like a real paintball team rather than just like a digital paintball clan. And so they were talking about PSP and five man tournaments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and so they they asked me to go play with them and that's what I did. Um, and so, yeah, that's when I actually, in 2009, Phoenix 2009 was my first national event with VCK. And, um, yeah, and then the event after that, John, that's when John and Fuzz came into the circle and started playing with us. And John actually started coaching us first, and Fuzzy played with us. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, after a few events, John was like, all right, no, I'm, I'm playing with you guys. <laughs> I got to show you guys. <laughs> Um, and now, then, what does like, VCK, VCK stand for? It stands for Vent Crew Killers, which is the – this is so <laughs> funny, but it's like Ventrilo is what we talked through when we were playing digital paintball. And so we were Ventrilo Crew Killers. like, <laughs> And so that's what our team name was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. As a, <laughs> Nice. 27 year old talking about it now. It's like, man, I was such a nerd, but it was so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, that's kind of how I got all roped into it. They they drug me over and started playing the PSP events, and then I played with them all the way from 2009 to 2014. Um, we started in D3, played a year in there. I think like the best we finished was like maybe a top four once. Then the next year we we're like, well, let's play D2. Kind of the same thing. I think we finished like top three once, and then we just went right into Division One semi pro after that. And from there, we had a few rough years, and then we started winning. We won the season, and that was right when they split the Champions Challengers divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we played mostly in the Challengers, one event in the Champions, and then like right at 2014, VCK fell apart. And like basically, the guys who kept playing went to AC Dallas. The guys who the rest of the guys just kind of stopped playing. Um, yeah, I played on AC Dallas for three years I think two or three years and then I've been on heat since then um, so that's kind of like the gist of how I got to where I am now um, yeah <laughs> so has Greg Pauly, um how long has he coached AC he so he started with Nathan Roberts Michael Diaz um, and some other local Dallas guys they were playing semi-pro for the first or for the year that VCK was playing pro mm-hmm. and they won the semi-pro season the year that VCK fell apart. And so it was like, okay, they're coming into the pro division. VCK is kind of leaving. And at the time TJ Danner was playing on VCK. Um, and because of him, he was kind of the Dallas connection to Greg Pauly. Um, and so then he he's kind of one that orchestrated with Greg to bring us all over with him. Yeah. Yeah, then we had Dimitri Ninos, Brandon Mayo. Um, Pete Mayo, yeah. Yeah. We our, That first year on AC, we had a sick lineup of just like Brandon Mayo, this super cool OG guy, and then like a bunch of like Texas kids. I mean, really, it was like <laughs> all over. Um, yeah, it was a super fun year. Uh, super learning curve. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. Um, Greg definitely was like the first real coach I'd had, like up until then, like that, the, on the three man stuff, like the dad kind of, he kind of helped organize us. But aside from that, like he wasn't really like coaching much. And then when, when John was with us, like he coached for two events and then he just started playing. And so there's just such a limited thing that like a player coach can do. Right. So when I went on to AC, that was like the first time I had like just someone who was just nothing but a coach there to like bring you into a system and kind of cultivate you into a player. Yeah. Um, and it definitely was huge for me as far as like that next progression of like, you know, going from scenario to tournament paintball and then going from like, playing tournament paintball for fun to like having a coach. It's kind of like two big inflection points for like what paintball started to like become for me. Yeah. Yeah. Was there, um, was there a certain player or a certain team that you watched growing up that you kind of tried to emulate? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously Oliver because like right at that period of like when I first started playing paintball, like 2007, 2006, like 2008, leading up before I was playing tournaments and stuff. Like, I mean, that was like his mm-hmm. time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, obviously him, but all the dynasty guys, 
um, Fedorov, Russians, for as little as I knew about them. Like, obviously, knew they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Oliver was just like, I still remember the first time I like saw him play paintball in person, not just through videos and stuff like that. Um, he was definitely like a huge role model for me as far as like a player that I looked up to um, and like, you know, tried to like mimic, I guess, while I was playing and things like that. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it's the same for me, man. I watched, I was a big fan of Dynasty and um, of, of Oliver and uh, like you said to the Russians too, just because they were so damn good. But I, I think there's a lot. I think the reason why Dynasty was so popular too, especially from people my age, people your age, was that it 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 was relatable, right? Because they were so young, because they were kids yeah. and they were competing. It was like it was like it's possible. Like somebody my age could do that and 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 have and make a name for myself in the sport. And um, I, I think that's what was so relatable with Dynasty across the board, at least with my friends and and a lot who are who are our age. Um, it just, it like clicked right away. It was like, oh yeah, I can do this. Yeah. It was like a cool time in paintball. Cause I was like right when HK army was starting to kind of come into the mix of what paintball was. Mm-hmm. And they were like the same thing. Like, as you just said, like younger guys that were super relatable, but they also did such a good job of like just the media side of like presenting what paintball was at that yeah. time that it just, yeah. I mean, when you're a young impressionable kid and you like, see stuff like that i mean it just (laughs) clicks in your brain like oh wow this is cool like how how do i do this now yeah Uh, yeah it's a cool period in paintball and in that in that way like it was just it seemed like it was such a new thing and it was so obtainable but like still so extreme i guess you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty cool and what's what's cool too is when you think about it at least for me, it always it always trips me out. Is uh, you go through these phases coming up, and uh, we went through them of like watching these certain people play who are our idols, and then eventually turn into like somewhat of an associate, and then turns into a friend, and then like or a teammate or this or that, and then it's like this whole kind of wall of like between player and professional player this this wall is broken and it and it never really goes back up again right like, yeah. at moments you kind of catch yourself and like what am i how did this happen like yeah. how, how am i sitting next to like matt marshall or oliver how am i here and then you got to click yourself out and be like oh yeah okay all right you, you're back in it but you, i have always thought about it and it's the same um the same thing in your case is you have to think about that there are people and kids and players who say the same shit like about you, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's where it's like comes around full circles, you know, cause I, I get stories of people telling me about, um, you know, a, a, about looking up to me or, or even listening to the podcast and it, and it helps them out in certain ways. And I'm sure there's people who do the same thing for you. And I'm like, but I'm just like me. I'm like myself, you know, I don't, how am I on any kind of a pedestal for anybody? Um, but I'm like, Oh, it's like, you know, anybody can be anybody's, idol or or whatever it's it's all completely based on the individual that's like one of the coolest things about paintball compared to like any other sport is like if you're just like a random person in san antonio and you go play at x factor 
odds are you're gonna run into a pro player there mm-hmm. where it's like if i played high school soccer or even like college football like odds are i'm not gonna meet another professional player that plays that same sport but like where with paintball like it's still so small that accessibility to like someone who's professional and someone who's a recreational player that it's still so close that it's like a really unique thing about our sport. I don't know many other sports where it's like that easy to go like meet a pro or even play with a pro like in at the same way, in the same way that paintball does. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, It's a super cool thing about paintball that's still like still exists because we're still kind of small. Um, But I think people need to appreciate a little bit more as far as like, yeah, that's a re- yeah, yeah, it's small. It's not like the NBA, but it, it allows everyone to still be like connected in a lot more ways than others. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah the communal side is, is still huge on, yeah. uh, on for paintball. Um, so you came through, you played with VCK, um, and, and you eventually got on to AC Dallas how and when and what was the transition like from AC Dallas to Houston Heat? What was that opportunity? Well, so when we were playing on VCK, the year that we played pro, um, Ryan Smith had just moved down to Houston to live with his grandma. Big, silly, tall guy? Yeah, um, yeah with Randy's son. Yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and so actually that year that we were playing pro for VCK, Ryan played with us because like we were local, we were in Houston, yada, yada, yada. Um, so, you know, VCK fell apart. We went to AC Dallas, Ryan went back to Houston heat, but he still lived in Houston. We were all still friends because we all played paintball still. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of like one of the major connections and then um actually when that year that I was kind of it's kind of in a position in life where it was like okay I'm either gonna just like stop playing paintball kind of start doing this school thing full-time and kind of focusing on stuff outside of paintball because I mean with AC Dallas it was like it was a really good system but I don't know at that time in my life I was for saying it kindly I was just a little rougher on like fitting into it I kind mm-hmm. of was not super I didn't buy into the system at the time really right. um, and so like I was kind of considering like trying to leave either paintball or just like finding a different team and um, Devin Stewart was kind of in a similar situation he was kind of looking around to play for different teams and um, to my understanding of it is that they asked Devin to go play on Heat, and when they asked Devin for that, Devin's been my best friend's best friend for like years. Um, he also asked if I could play uh, on Heat with him, and I think at the same time it was something they were kind of considering as well was like asking me to come. Um, but yeah, so he kind of stuck his foot out for me, and um, we both went on to Heat that first year together. Um, and it was just like crazy to think that I was going to play on a team with Fedorov and Mishka and Ryan Moorhead and Chad George and yeah, yeah. And Sam Monville and Ryan Smith and at the time, Sergey. 
It's like, holy cow. And your best friend. Like, awestruck by those guys. I mean, like, we beat them one time on AC Dallas. It was like mind blowing that we beat those guys one time. Um, So, yeah, it was was a big, big change for me that I was super excited about, obviously, um, but super nervous about. But that first practice that we all got together, um, it was just so cool. Like, all of them just welcomed us in, like, I mean, with really open arms. Like, I think that they handled bringing in, like, a young player like me and Devin so well in the fact of, like, you know, they demanded and expected our best, but they also knew that they needed to cultivate it in, like, a um, very supportive way. And mm-hmm. I mean, f- from my perspective, they, I mean, they, they did it perfectly. I mean, I've just learned so much from those guys. And then they've also just become such good friends of mine at the same time. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's been unbelievable. I like changed how I played, how I thought about paintball, how I thought about competing. It just took everything to like a whole new level as far as just like, I mean, cause it was, and it was just perfect. Cause they were still super communal with me, which is like what I love about paintball. But then they were also super demanding of me, which also kind of helped, you know, build my competitive aspect to it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just couldn't thank them enough. I mean, and then, you know, with what Randy and Danette do for paintball too, it's just like, it was just like the perfect system for me to go to. Uh-huh. Um, like my, my dad's super supportive with me in paintball. Like he's been to pretty much all of my tournaments except for one. Um, and Randy's like that same kind of dad. Like he's, I mean, he's more than just a father figure for the team and stuff. Like obviously cause he does all his other things for paintball, but it was just like, it just seemed like such a flawless fit for like me and my family and joining like the heat family in terms of just like the the goals, the outcomes, the way they went about doing things. Like, I mean, just across the board. Um, Yeah. It was just like the perfect fit. Um, And it'll really allow me to just like grow a lot in terms of paintball and I mean, off the field too, obviously. But um, yeah, it was just like a huge formative step that I didn't think (laughs) was coming my way when it started and something that I'm really thankful for um, was just like that whole opportunity. Yeah. It, it seems super crucial for a team like Houston or, I mean, it seemed name any successful team. Um, but for some of the, the off field stuff that you guys do with each other, um, mm-hmm. it, it completely represents what family means in paint in a paintball uh, reference, you know what I mean? Because on the field, it reflects. I believe that it, the off-field camaraderie and off-the-field uh, gel or whatever you want to call it, I think reflects on the field. And if oh. and if, if that's off, you're gonna see it on the field. You're not gonna you're not gonna have everybody firing on on all cylinders, let alone everybody firing on the same cylinder. Uh, to be able to produce. And I think you guys have it down so well with some of the, some of the shit you guys do that I see behind the scenes in, uh, in Ronnie's vlogs and 
just the way everybody carries themselves uh, is a very prof- in a very professional manner, and just the 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 just the loving side of things where everybody not only just loves each other but also loves the game uh, all hearted you know wholeheartedly. And um, and I, I think that really contributes to your, your guys' success, um, as well as just plain out paintball happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, just like the it what Houston Heat, at least through my experience, through my perspective of it, is it's like, I mean, it's just like the most truest example of like having heart in paintball can be as far as like desire to win, desire to support those around you. I mean, just in every aspect of like what that word and what the word of heart, like what emotions that brings out embodies. Like I really truly think that's what Houston heat is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that I'm really proud to be a part of and, you know, proud to really contribute to, you know, in my own way and in the ways that I can, um, because it is just such like a powerful, thing in life in general not just in paintball um that yeah it's something that i wouldn't wouldn't trade for the world for sure um yeah absolutely i i agree man i think it was a great move uh for you guys and i think you fit rather well (laughs) uh and um yeah i think the lessons that uh, you guys have learned and just in in life and on the field as well in life i'm sure um has been just paid back in full yeah for sure um just to backtrack just to say a funny story the first practice the first day i played with heat we went out to hollywood sports park and just like played rec ball together which was like you know tracing back to the other parts of my story like just like the perfect thing to do for the first day of play with a team like Heat for me. But the person who shot me the most that day was Randy Smith. Really? (laughs) Which was just like, so I I was like so nervous about it. Like afterwards at the end of the day, it was like, man, I got worked by Randy all day (laughs) on the rec ball field. It's like, what am I going to do now? I'm playing with Fedorov and Mishka and all these guys. It's like, I can't even, the team owner's schooling me up out here. <laughs> and I thought I was in my zone on the rec ball field, but yeah, it was just like super funny. Um, he still gives me shit about it these days sometimes. As he should. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. what has been, um, for you, what has been your biggest, biggest accomplishment since uh, you've become a professional player? Uh, I mean, it's hard, it's a hard one to say, like, I mean, obviously for personal accomplishments, like becoming MVP for the Dallas event, winning that event, like in Texas and my home event was huge. I mean, something that I'll never forget. Um, but as far as like just total accomplishment, I think winning the world cup in the season as a team was like huge. I, I never, I don't know. It's just like one of those things like you don't really, at least for me personally, like I'm not thinking about like thinking about that's like, that's what my goal is. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm much more kind of take things like a day at a time as far as like paintball goes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so to like win the World Cup and win the season at the same time was just like a huge, I mean, it's the biggest paintball accomplishment you really can write on a paper. Um, that, yeah, I'd say just those two things have been just like unbelievably crazy emotional roller coaster rides of life that <laughs> I'd never thought that I would achieve. Um, yeah, it's just, I'd say like a mix of all of that stuff has just been really crazy. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> lack of a better word. I mean, yeah. God, yeah, it's just been crazy to think about. Yeah, and I'm sure you've had uh, you've had plenty of time to think about all that and, and kind of think about your future too with this whole quarantine that's been happening. I think a lot of people have had time to kind of reflect and uh, maybe some of the some of the players on teams can have been able to take a step back and go like, am, you know, am I taking this as serious as I need to? Um, is, is the team taking this as serious as they need to? And it's going to be a really interesting time when the first tournament after this comes around um because in in the long in the spectrum of things i mean the period of time that we didn't play paintball was not that long um it was an off season right Mm. was i mean if somebody were not to play during an entire off season i mean that's almost kind of how long it seems like it's been um but it's felt also so much longer um, because no one was able to do anything. So I, yeah. I really am, I'm really wondering how the first like, big event is going to be, uh, with people getting together. Yeah, no, I think, I think as far as like what that first event's going to be, it's going to be such a, a mental game of like, you'll, I think it'll really show who's kind of mentally strong enough to like get back into that rhythm, get back into that playing and competitive mindset the fastest. I think whoever mm-hmm. can, that is going to really do well at that first event is just because I mean that's a huge I mean and you know it too is like when you're competing and you're like playing at a high level like it's so much of a mindset that's just it's really hard to encapsulate into words but like you're either in that headspace or you're not and when you're not it's very easy to see it Mm. Um, I think like that's what people are going to struggle with when they come back to that first event is like immediately clicking back into that competitive mind frame. Um, I think it'll be important to do, be able to do if you're wanting to play well, like after taking such a long break, because I mean the, obviously the technical skills are huge being fits huge, but like the most important thing about being a pro paintball player is like being in that correct headspace as far as decision making and like, just overall persona that you're bringing out onto the field. It's, it's, it's so much of a headspace that, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how people kind of handle it for the first event. Yeah. Whenever it is. Yeah. Whenever that, <laughs> whenever it happens, um, enjoy paintball. How did that come about? Where did you, where did you have, um, this kind of little fire under your ass to get something like this going. How long has it been around and, uh, and what do you want it to be? Oh boy. Um, well I started it last February, so we're on a little over a year now and basically like my desire for it was that like I grew up in this era, like we were talking about earlier where like HK army was growing into like 
what it is today. And the way they presented it was just so much like, in a lot of ways, like how skateboarding's presented. Like so many people don't skateboard, but they wear skateboarding clothing, and they yeah. think that if you if you skateboard, you're this certain type of person, or you're like you know. Um, and I kind of saw a niche of paintball that could be presented in that way, like because I, I mean most paintball shirts you get like they have nothing to do with paintball on them, and so I wanted to be able to make something that like is cool, is modern, but is about paintball that you can still like wear out to the bar with your friends or go out and go do something outside of paintball and be like, I'm wearing something that represents this paintball community. That's like really a big part of my life. And I'm trying to bring it and represent it in a positive way, Mm -hmm. like out in the general world. Um, and so that's really kind of the root of even where I got the name like just enjoy paintball is like I wanted it to be very much focused around like the heart and the soul of of what paintball is and why people even play it um so that that was kind of I guess 10,000 foot view of kind of what started getting my brain rolling on trying to start enjoy was like I wanted to create paintball merchandise that could be presented and worn out into the general public that right. represents in like a cool way. And like, you know, someone's going to see it while you're out on the streets or something and be like, Oh wow. Like this is something that I know very little about, but it looks cool. And then maybe that's going to bring them to maybe want to look more into it and maybe go, find Ronnie's vlogs on YouTube or find some other types of videos on YouTube and yeah, maybe kind of get the ball rolling of their interest in paintball. Um, that's kind of the heart of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think there's a lot to be taken away from it. Um, just for the fact that it's, yes, it's your brand, but at the same time, it's geared towards, uh, the enjoyment of I mean, is pretty much what it says the enjoyment yeah, yeah. of paintball in general like it's like yeah. you know it's yeah um you know you want to uh, you want to have and start this whole thing but it's 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 also contributing to the bigger picture mm-hmm. and and i think that's that says so much about your character and about kind of where your head is at and um it's another reason why i, want, why I wanted to have you on here uh just because I've, i heard of it and i didn't really know too much i've probably could have asked more questions but uh i did eventually and uh and uh i believe it was brad from inside the net who was telling me about it because he was promoting it and i was like hey man who is this and this and um just because the name and i i didn't know anything about it except for the name and and the name itself was like that's all yeah that's exactly what everybody should do yeah it's like at the end of the day (laughs) if you're not enjoying it like what the hell are you doing out here, man? Like, so, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, really, when you boil it down, that's kind of where it all started. Um, but yeah, and, you know, I, I like speaking of from inside that Brad Baldwin. Um, I, I like really. That also kind of was a big influence to me. Was like, I mean, his work with the magazine and his photos and everything like that. I mean. Yeah, it's a very niche thing, but to me it was like a really powerful thing mm-hmm. because it was 
presented in such, I mean, it was just presented in such a good, clean way and, you know, allowing, you know, other pro players and other just players in general to submit paintball articles into the magazine. Um, I just thought it was like a really cool thing about paintball that no one else was doing or no one else is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, I kind of helped him with the magazine for a while. Well, maybe more just bothered him with the magazine, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he's a good friend of mine. Um, we've even gone camping outside of paintball together and stuff like that. Um, and we just released a paintball puzzle during the quarantine. Yeah. Time. Yeah. With, so we used a photo of the Brad took of, Alex Goldman put it onto a 285 piece puzzle with like a custom box. Um, and it's just like stuff like that that I'm trying to do. Cause I mean, what a cool thing to have at your house, you know, and you know, if you have family over and you're bored or you're stuck at home in quarantine or anything like that, <laughs> you can still kind of enjoy paintball. Yeah. Enjoy paintball. <laughs> um, so yeah, big shout out to him. He's a damn good guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh his pictures are amazing and he can take it's it's so crazy how he can take this inanimate object of like nature that's already beautiful, right? Cuz I follow his other page and he takes this picture and he makes it look even better somehow. He makes it look even better. And then he can take these pictures of these guys falling all over onto the ground, shooting these paintball guns and make it look amazing and, and make it look like it's moving and just have so much. I, I would, I would say if I could describe his pictures, they're just, they're layered with emotion mm-hmm. um, with yeah. a mask on or off. Like you can, you just, you know what is being conveyed in the picture mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, it's a skill set that, I mean, very few, uh, I think have, especially in the paintball photography game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and right now I think it's a good era for paintball photographers. I think we have a lot of really good, talented photographers. I think there was like, I mean, obviously like the early two thousands with like Matt D and cat's picks and all those people like, but then kind of, I guess when the recession hit and paintball kind of slowed down paintball media and paintball photography kind of, kind of slumped, but I think right now it's really increasing in like with the media gang stuff and from inside the net and Fava. And, um, I mean, gosh, there's a long list that I'm not going to go all into, but like, there's a lot of good photographers right now, um, that are able to like what you said, are able to kind of capture that kind of deep misunderstood emotional aspect of what occurs on the paintball field, especially in like the pro world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I think some of his best pieces are the ones that he shoots inside the pits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is really good. Really yeah. good shots. It's um, crazy. So where can people, um, big shout out to Brad, by the way, uh, where can people, uh, find and, uh, get a hold of some of this enjoy gear? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, Instagram is enjoy paintball and our website is www.enjoypaintball.com. Um, yeah, we, if you want to talk, message anybody listening, like having questions, not just about enjoy, but about paintball in general, message me on the Instagram, 
happy to talk to anybody and whoever about paintball. So, um, yeah, I mean, like we were saying about the accessibility with pros, like I definitely try to be that way where if anybody wants to talk or have questions about paintball or anything in general that has to do with that, like I'm all ears, I'm all open, I'm not anything but an open book with stuff like that. So, um, yeah, those are the two places to find it. Joypaintball.com and Instagram and Joypaintball. Awesome, man. Well, on that note, I uh, I had a great time. Thank you so much. And I it was it was really cool because I don't think I've but maybe said hi to you once. I feel yeah. like I've never really talked and, and got to sit down and, and never get to know you. But I, I obviously uh, was able to watch you play and enjoyed watching you play. And um, I think you gel well with the crew over there at Houston Heat. I think it's a great camp for you. And, um, yeah, I wish you the best of luck over there for uh, your – your future over there yeah i appreciate it man and yeah i mean same same with you like i remember when you first when you got on x factor that year that was like kind of the first time that i really got to like watch you play in person and like obviously i'd like heard about you and knew about kind of your paintball history and stuff but you know you you played in texas so we're, we're texas paintball fam don't <laughs> get that <laughs> no for sure man i i i'm super glad i was able to uh to kind of get that texas feel of uh texas paintball that's for sure yeah some barbecue after practice god dude (laughs) i cannot argue with anything besides the toilet after i do paintball barbecue um (laughs) it's dude it's it's amazing it was delicious i had a great time and uh yeah dude thank you thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it yeah no i appreciate it likewise um i think like even going back to like what we were saying about just paintball media in general, like the podcasts are a well-needed niche for presenting paintball to like as many people as possible. And like you're one of the first people who did that and started it. And so definitely really respect that aspect of what you're doing, not just on the field, but right now what you're doing off the field and stuff like that too. I think it's real important. So thanks yeah. man. It means a lot. Yeah, for sure. I'm not playing anymore, so this is all I have. This is what, well, I mean, I, I play here and there, but not, I can't compete anymore. So this is what I'm doing, and I, I, I'm so glad that I get to talk to a young talent like yourself and uh, and be able to hear everybody's story. So, yeah, yeah. it's great, man. And, and good luck for whatever tournament comes up first this year. Yeah, for sure. All right, buddy, have a good one. Yeah, too. Take care. Later. Thank you, Nico. Appreciate it, bud. Um, good luck whenever this thing blows over. I hope, uh, hopefully soon, that um, that everything gets back to normal and paintball uh, gets back to its work in the uh, in in the everywhere realm as far as uh, people playing. So, yeah, thanks and uh, and good luck, sir. Thank you to my sponsors as well. Uh, thank you to Enjoy Paintball. Like I said, guys, they have all kinds of merchandise over there uh, from sweatshirts, T-shirts to stickers. Um, whatever you need, they have it as far as paintball merchandise. And to be, if you want to just show off your paintball love, rock one of these shirts, some sweatpants, a T-shirt, a sticker on your loader, maybe on the back of your car or your vehicle of choice, and let people know that you enjoy paintball. And if you do so, um, make sure you use the promo code playing on that will snag you 15% off your entire world. Your entire watching too much. <laughs> tiger. 
uh, your entire order. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Enjoy Paintball. Uh, and that's enjoypaintball.com. Thank you also to Charm City uh, for making some rad headbands and headgear. Uh, you cannot compare what he makes to anybody else. It is just hands down uh, some of the best that I have seen and that I enjoy wearing and I enjoy promoting. And um, please make sure you just give him a try. He does it all himself. It is all made in-house by one person. And he has been just coming out with some uh, some awesome stuff. So make sure you check him out. Trump City Paintball, Facebook, and Instagram. And take a look. See what you like. Test the waters. So thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, bud. And last but not least, we are also brought to you by Melavio, the CBD company that has been working with so many people during this uh this whole crisis and, and they've been they've been doing what they can to help out by making masks and making them available uh, to the medical community and also just by you know being able to uh, still help people out I mean he's still making the you know doing the honey where he's helping out with veterans he's still making all of his products and getting things out there so anything we can do to help out the small businesses is a huge thing so uh, thank you so much to uh, to Melavio Guys, also, if you use 15, uh, if you use the promo code TPOP, you'll get 15% off your entire order. So, uh, so yeah, thank you, everybody, for, uh, for tuning in for the podcast. I will have more soon. I promise you that. But, uh, but yeah, make sure you guys, please, stay safe out there, and, uh, and we'll get through this. And please do not text and drive. Make sure you listen to podcasts like this one. And we will see you here again soon on the Playing On Podcast.